Welcome to an abundant future with Matt Powers. I have an amazing guest today, Crystal Stevens. Before we get into the interview, I wanted to let you know that our five books that we printed have arrived. They're in our, we have them in our hands and we're getting ready to ship them out to everyone. If you have not ordered a copy yet, be sure to, because the Permacourt Student 2, there's only 100 copies left out of the 500 we ordered. Uh, there's been 400 pre-orders. They're, they're selling really fast. Make sure you get a copy. There's no other book like it in the world. I'm really, really excited about it. There's also the Permaculture Student 1, uh, the textbook, and the workbook. And we also have Permaculture for School Gardens, which is going to be a staple in elementary schools everywhere, I hope. And it's going to change lives. It's going to change schools. And it's going to change the world. So I'm very excited. If you go to the permacultureStudent.com backslash shop, you'll be able to check it out. And it's, it's really incredible. We've got all these books. They're here now. We're ready to ship them to you guys. And on top of this, we've got new courses. I've got four online courses now. Do you guys know that? I have an adult version and a K through 12 version of the Permaculture Student Online. I've got a business and educators best practices course. And then I have my permaculture gardening course, which is focused on gardening for people who want to practice permaculture. These are all happening this summer. I'm also running classes in person in San Diego. So if you guys have not heard about all the stuff that's going on, check out the calendars, check out the dates, check out what's going on. We have a lot of free live classes too that you all can participate in. There's lots of free stuff happening, lots of fun stuff happening. We're having seed giveaways all summer. Check it out. It's going to be amazing. If you just go to thepermaculturestudent.com, you'll find out all about it. You follow us on facebook.com backslash thepermacultureStudent. You'll find out all about it. Stay in touch, stay tuned, join our newsletter, you'll get new videos almost every single day. You'll get new information, new things, constantly, constantly. Because, you know, that's what we're doing right now. We're creating new things all over the world right now. Regenerative people are exploding with creativity. Why? Why? Why, you might ask? Well, because there's such a great need. The need is huge. So guess what? All of us are going huge. And we're inviting you to go huge too. And that's what my, my, all my, my writing is. That's what all my products, all my classes are. They're an invitation for you to be the solution in your biome, in your community, in your family, in your life. So one of the you know, sources for inspiration for that could be Crystal Stevens today. We'll be talking to her about earthworms. Let's dive in right now. You know, it, um, we live right along the Mississippi River and it really has come up quite a bit, but there's no flooding on the Great River Road as of yet. Nice. But all the rain that we've had north um, might affect that, so we're crossing our fingers. Okay, well I saw that, you know, down in the area where I was, where, where I was living, it, it, it got really, really flooded. People were busting out boats and getting crazy. So that's good to hear that you guys are doing okay and and that it hasn't been too crazy. So that's good. Oh, we would have had a, a regular garden with, you know, tilled beds. I think it would have washed out and the seeds would have washed away. But my husband's been putting a lot of time and energy to building those soil layers and doing some permaculture raised beds. And so all of the the swales look really great the berms are nice and um intact and the, and the swales are filling with water and it's really nice to see 
That's exactly what happened with our system um, in Central California is that when that huge Sky River event happened where everyone kind of saw roads wash out and everything, my system was delighted. It just drank it up. Absolutely. Well, that's great to hear. So even in the humid climate where often people worry about swales, it worked just great. So we have you here on today, and it's very exciting because we get to talk to you about something that's coming out. Not Maybe people don't know about it yet, so maybe this will be the first time they get to hear about Worms at Work. And, you know, when I first started looking this over, you know, the first thing I thought of was uh, was Darwin. And his, oh, absolutely. And, and his last work. I mean, his last great study and work was the earthworm's behavior and, like, the systems of the soil. So this is really incredible. It's really... Um, I, I'm, I'm inspired by that work that Darwin did, especially... I, I just I just listened to Dirt, uh, Erosion of Civilizations, you know? Yes. And it's a great one, a great one. Um, and so I just was, like, inspired by that because it inspired him. And then I got, to, I got to read your work, which is so beautifully detailed and thorough. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was really fun to be able to read, uh, you know, uh, a copy before everyone else got one. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> and so how are people going to know about that? Do people need to sign up for your, uh, to your mailing list on your website? Sure. It's uh, growcreateinspire.com. And they can just join the mailing list, and I'll be sending out some information as soon as it's released by New Society Publishers. And that's in about a month, right? Uh, give or take. That's that's the estimated um, release date. I'm not sure uh, the exact date, though. All right. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, let's circle back, and let's talk about you know what got you into permaculture or into writing. I mean, whichever came first... Um, were you always a writer? I always was a, a writer of poetry uh, mm -hmm. from a, a very early age and uh, had a really amazing journalism teacher in high school, um, my sophomore year of high school, who dealt with indigenous land rights extensively. H him and his wife and his family would travel out to the Big Mountain Indian Reservation in um, that part of the region to the, the Mesa. Um, to Big Mountain, where they would do so much activism for the community and bring supplies and help with the um, legislation in trying to get them more land rights. And, and so they just were very active. And so a lot of his work really had the uh, foundation of activism in it. And so he encouraged me to uh, find what I was passionate about and write about that and not just write, you know, simple little poems, but dig deeper and, and go into some more uh, activist-centered writing mm. because he saw that that was the path I was going down. And so it was really beneficial. Um, I even got to go out to the Big Mountain Indian Reservation and work with some of the locals who were doing the Sundance, and they invited me into the medicine tent to help prepare medicines for the sun dancers and so that also at age 15 opened my eyes to medicinal herbs and indigenous land rights and just um, how much of a difference I could be making if I just put my um, aligned my path along with that so and then um, 
when I learned about permaculture, um, well, really, permaculture, you know, the Native Americans have been doing a lot of the basic foundations of permaculture for thousands and thousands of years. And so, mm -hmm. especially. Absolutely. And so, but I learned about the actual term that was coined by Bill Mollison and David Holmgren. In Costa Rica, um, when I was 17, I got to go as part of a senior trip <clears throat> to Punta Mona, which is owned by um, Stephen Brooks. And it's a permaculture center for regeneration and um, just a wonderful education center. And I got to go there when I was wow. 17. So it just opened my eyes to the world. <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. So those are really beautiful, formative stories. So... If you don't mind me asking, um, you're still very young, and you have a young family, right? Yeah, I have two children, uh, an almost 13-year-old boy and a 5-year-old girl, and they are very much um, a part of our gardening endeavors and permaculture endeavors. They love to play with the red red regular worms, and to, uh, last night they helped us do mushroom inoculation, so they're very active in what we do. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, that's the way we are, too, and I feel like if we weren't, there'd be no point in doing it, almost. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pictures of your kids in, involved in your work, and that's very inspiring to our family as well. Oh, that's awesome. I wish there was, it feels like there's these islands of communities and, and even smaller islands of children communities because there's so many more adults than children connected in the regenerative world that our kids know that there's other kids like them but they don't always interact with them because they're not on social media <laughs> <laughs> you're right absolutely there are so many uh, wonderful kids doing these activities and so many children spearheading really wonderful regenerative projects um, like children inventing things that could help clean up the ocean or, you know, working on these great projects involving planting. And, and they're just, they're all, this, these stories are popping up all over the place. I love it. Absolutely. So what, what, what or actually, let's keep it, I don't want to go forward. Let's stay, stay where we were. So your first book was uh, Grow, Create, Inspire, correct? Yes, and that is kind of a distillation of, you know, the last decade and a half of what I've been up to, um, the things that I've been learning that really work for us, um, just kind of a whole culmination of growing and creating and inspiring others to do the same. Um, the inspiration part is, you know, inspiration is cyclical and it can never really be traced to one particular experience, but rather the, the multitude of experiences that we um, are graced by as individuals throughout our lives. So, so the inspire part is really to, um, for the reader to then go out and inspire others to, to do these things. You know, a lot of people talk about permaculture and they just kind of regurgitate the design and that's kind of our educational system. We teach each other to regurgitate. The PDC regurgitation is what we do. But what few of us are doing that are trying to make it real for people, um, like your book. You know, it roots permaculture in actual activities and not just like building a swale. 
it's like medicine and you know and and and, and herbs and it it is actual it actual plants not just the macro it's it it takes permaculture into an actual context which is really important for for most people oh thank you i appreciate that so much with this new book do you feel like you've you've found a new direction uh, no, actually, um, <laughs> I, it's funny because uh, I was doing vermiculture presentations. Vermiculture kind of, for me, uh, came before writing the book. I've been doing work with worms for uh, longer than I, I started writing Rokri Inspire. And so I used to give, or I still am, giving presentations about vermiculture at the Mother Earth News Fairs around the country. Ah. And so it's like, a few years and so um, it's been a, a really wonderful journey with New Society Publishers. They um, asked me to write this Worms at Work book and it's just been really eye-opening and, and fascinating how much I do absolutely love working with worms. And so it's just one aspect. I hope to take each component of the book, um, Grow, Create, Inspire, and do little mini-series. Nice, books, that's what I was um, hoping to hear. On each of the topics, and so, you know, I cover compost and vermicompost and edible landscaping and medicinal herbs, so it'd be nice to have a series of these little mini booklets of all these different aspects from Grow, Create, Inspire. It wouldn't necessarily be through New Society, it might have to be a, a self-published thing, but Definitely, Worms at Work is kind of a continuation on the chapters in Grow, Create, Inspire about compost and vermicompost and how um, vital soil health is to the future of the planet. <laughs> that is awesome. So that's exactly what I, I, want, I was hoping to hear, that it was all connected and you're expanding from... Because your first book is general in the sense that you, you, you kind of range all over the place and give people such inspiration and it catches all those different things. But worms, it's super specific, and I really, I really like that, and and I would love to see a series of these specific, especially with your your artwork. You've got great artwork. Um, oh, thanks. You too. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, it's you know, artwork can be difficult. You got to find the right people that you can work with, and that their artwork works. <laughs> Luckily, my husband and I are both artists and graphic designers, so that works out. <laughs> well, it, it looks amazing. It really does. I don't do my artwork. I do a lot of my graphic designing uh, and my formatting myself, but um, I can't draw a straight line um, anymore. I did when I was a little, a kid, but I just used the pen so little. And Anyway. Um, that's the culturist in you. <laughs> what? That's the permaculturist in you. Curved lines versus straight lines, right? Ha, 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 ha. I'll use that. That's good. That's a good comfort for the fact that I can't draw a straight line. Um, so, so I'm really excited for this book to hit in a month or so. Um, I really like New Society. They've come out with a lot of really high-quality books uh, by many of my friends. So, what, so here's uh, some tangents. Um, so what does your home garden usually look like? It is full of dozens and dozens and dozens of edibles and medicinals. Um, 
We do a variety of heirlooms uh, from Baker Creek, of course, um, and then as well as uh, some from the Gardens Across America project. Um, it usually has tons of kale, because our family is a, are huge fans of kale. Um, <clears throat> lots of varieties of heirloom tomatoes and peppers. Um, we love different colors of things like yellow beans and purple okra and things out of the, out of the norm. Um, definitely some fruits, perennial fruits, and we actually just moved uh, in the fall to a new place, so we're, we're kind of starting from scratch, but the last uh, seven or eight years we were um, managing a CSA farm in which we tried to integrate a lot of permaculture into. It's hard to do with row crops and, you know, vegetables where mm -hmm. shareholders, like, expect specific uh, number and quantity of things, but we definitely introduced permaculture into the orchard and the um, perennials and then medicinals and then just <clears throat> some cob building activities for pizza for wood-fired pizza we did a lot of tapping of the maple trees and uh. mushroom and so so we took the csa model but then introduced members to edible weeds and um things that they wouldn't ordinarily receive in their shares. We tried to do some education with it. Wow. So we had to kind of start from scratch and grabbed a lot of our perennial divisions. And now we're, we have like a small one acre plot that we're doing strictly permaculture too, which is great. Nice. Nice. Well, what is next, do you think? If, let's say tomorrow, your book's out, it's, it's gone successful, your garden's going great, you suddenly have an intern taking over who you trust to help you with the garden, so your plate's clear, what are you going to do? <laughs> I would love to, to travel. Um, I, I haven't been overseas too much in my adult life, and... It'd be nice to go to Ireland and Scotland and New Zealand and, and spend some time um, around the world, but but that's not really a feasible thing in, in the in the meantime. So we are yeah. currently looking at Earth Dance Organic Farm School, which also has transitioned to permaculture. It's in Ferguson, Missouri, and they are a 14-acre plot that's doing one acre of permaculture um, and uh, no-till methods and they're teaching about 30 apprentices how to grow using permaculture practices and then they host field trips and so my husband's the co-farm manager there and I'm the marketing coordinator so we're pretty set in our roots right now but I would love to travel <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully all things are possible and they all happen for you I'm excited for this book to come out. I'm excited for people to read it and get excited about working and partnering with earthworms everywhere. And thank you so much, Crystal, for coming on. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity, Matt. And I'm excited to read more, more books from you and, uh, and to see how it all develops. That sounds wonderful. I look forward to um, getting the next chance to see you and, you and your wonderful family. Oh, thanks. All right, well, have a great week. Thanks, you too. That was an incredible talk with Crystal. I really appreciate her and 
the, the, the amount of care and attention she really puts into her work is a very thorough book and I think that everyone's gonna love it. It's a book that's really timely. It's it's something that, you know, no one's really done as thoroughly as she has done it that I've seen. I mean there may be something out there. I don't know, I don't wanna offend anyone, but this book is great. It's super it's about to come out. Support support Crystal and her work and check out the permaculturestudent.com. Check out all those books that are here now. Check out all these new courses that are happening. Join us in the regeneration. Have a wonderful week.